This is a Nerd World Order broadcast, spoiler-free review. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is a Nerd World Order spoiler-free review of Black Adam, starring The Rock. I'm the man that you call Dukes, and you'll quickly realize there's two amazing gentlemen that are missing from this spoiler-free review. Joe and Alfonso, unless they decide to uh, busy their weekends, will not be part of the Nerd World Order spoiler-free reviews. As a lot of you know, I've been doing Nerd World Order spoiler-free reviews probably for about, I don't know, three, maybe four years now. And it's something I've always loved to do, and I just decided, like, why not add it to the broadcast network? So... Moving forward, this will be on your regular Nerd World Order broadcast feed, but it's not going to be an actual episode. It's just going to be my conversation with all of you using the Nerd World Order spoiler-free review ranking system for Nerd Flags to see if you should actually spend your hard nerd money on a movie. As a nerd, there are four things that we look for in order to determine if a movie is going to be good or not. We have the acting, action, special effects, and the story. Now, you put them all together, you have four possible nerd flags. Let's get into the acting. Now, The Rock, as we all know, initially he came in as a athlete, started off in football, transitioned to his family sport of professional wrestling, if you can call it a sport, perhaps sports entertainment. But then he transitioned into movies. But let's say that The Rock isn't a natural actor, but he has put a lot of effort and a lot of time into his current craft, which is acting, as well as selling vodka and energy drinks and God knows what else. Oh yeah, clothing, Under Armour, The Rock does it all. How did he do in this movie Black Adam. Well, The Rock pretty much is the same in every movie, but in this movie, he was very stoic, and I felt that that matched the character very well, because there was a lot of reasons for stoicism within the character. So, there was less of the comedic role that you would get from The Rock, and more of him just being stoic, being the big tough guy, and I like that. Now, a lot of people would say that Pierce Brosnan carried this film with his acting as Dr. Fate. I don't feel like he had the entire movie on his back, but he definitely did present himself as a very interesting, charismatic character who you'd want to see a lot more of. Then we also have Aldous Hodge, who was Hawkman. Hawkman was just one-dimensional. We can say that uh, Black Adam was one-dimensional. Hawkman was one-dimensional, too. Quite simply, the reason that they were both one-dimensional is because he was sort of a, he was simply a foil to play off the moral ambiguity that was Black Adam. So he did what he needed to do. His acting was okay. But overall, the character himself was very one-dimensional. And then rounding out the team of the Justice Society of America, we had Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, and we also had Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher. They were just background characters. They were charming. They were enjoyable. They were fun. I'd like to see more of them. But their acting didn't really contribute that much to the overall story in the film. However, if we look at the three main characters, eh, we can say there were some background characters, some peripheral characters, but let's talk the main three. Hawkman, uh, of course, Dr. Fate, and Black Adam. 
all three delivered where they needed to. So we get one nerd flag for the acting in Black Adam. Now let's move on to the action in Black Adam. It's a comic book. Normally comic books have a lot of action. Normally DCEU movies are going to have a lot of action. Normally superhero movies are going to have a lot of action. But I have to say, this movie had more action, more excitement, more special effects, uh, let's say, led action than I've seen in a lot of movies. At least superhero movies, because that's kind of what we're gauging everything on. This action was awesome. A lot of it had brutal kills. I would compare it to Mortal Kombat kills a lot of times, because Black Adam does not take prisoners. Black Adam does not hold back. Black Adam is not a hero. He's an anti-hero. And the action clearly represented that. And it was exciting. It made you wonder exactly why Black Adam was compelled to be as brutal as he was and how the Justice Society was going to be able to contend with that level of brutality. Amazing action. Fight scenes were awesome. Explosions, everything. If you're counting... One nerd flag for the acting, one nerd flag for the action. Now let's talk about those special effects. Ah, dang it, DC. See, that's that's where DC has a problem. Marvel is part of Disney. They have Industrial Light and Magic, ILM, offshoot of that. Marvel has amazing special effects. Now I will say that as much as I enjoyed the movie, the special effects could be a little bit distracting, especially near the end. And the DCEU and Warner Brothers consistently suffer from this challenge, where when they develop characters and they put them on the big screen, they don't quite fit the backgrounds. And they look a little bit too cartoony, a little bit too CGI, and a little bit too distracting. It was okay, but if it's distracting CGI and they take away from the movie, you're not really doing what your goal is, special effects creator. Your job is to leave us immersed in the movie with a suspension of disbelief that keeps us engaged the entire time. Now, for the first half of the movie, maybe first two-thirds of the movie, I looked at some stuff and I said to myself, man, that looks kind of bad. However, I just kept going with it because it wasn't really that distracting. But the last part of the movie, as my movie scholar friends call it, the third act, the special effects became increasingly distracting, where by the end of the movie, I was just completely thinking to myself, that looks bad. For those of you who've seen Shazam, I would say that the special effects were on par with Shazam, and that Shazam looked great, the Shazam family looked great, However, a lot of the characters, let's say the villain, just really didn't feel like they were part of the movie. They were a little bit too cartoony, a little bit too distracting, and they really didn't keep us engaged in the movie. Think of Superman's mustache, or excuse me, Superman's lack of mustache at the beginning of Justice League. That pretty much tells us what the special effects are like in most DC movies, they simply are distracting and they pull you out of the movie. So unfortunately, DC, I'm loving Black Adam so far. It's got two nerd flags, but we can't give it three nerd flags for the special effects. Now let's move on to something that is really important in a movie. As nerds, whether it be 
uh, fantasy books, uh, whether it be science fiction TV shows, whether it be old school science fiction movies and fantasies. We watch Star Wars. Uh, we watch the Lord of the Rings uh, cartoon, read comic books. We watch Star Trek. Whatever the case may be, we know the source material. So when something comes out in a franchise and we see that story, we know what the original story was. We know what the backstory was. And we put that critical eye to determine if the movie is going to be good or not when it comes to the story. Story is most important. Story is what makes or breaks a movie. I'm a huge Shazam fan. If you looked at my room that I'm standing in right now, I've got like one, two, three, a hundred Shazam pieces around me. And as we all know, Black Adam is the, let's say, the most prominent villain uh, in the Shazam universe. You know, he, he's broken off and done his own thing because he is so powerful, but Shazam, Black Adam, they're parallels. They're like two sides of the same coin. Therefore, I know a lot about Black Adam, and I was asking myself, are they going to try to make this guy too much of a hero? Are they going to try to give him a story, a redemption story, redemption arc? They nailed it. And the reason they nailed it is because if you read the DC comic books, Black Adam has remained morally ambiguous he is not truth justice in the american way he is making decisions based on what's best for him what's best for his country and that is how black adam has always been and that's how he continues to be and that's really what they did in the story now the story does have a little bit of a love interest and some people said that there was a kid in the movie that was a little bit distracting I understand why they had to put the kid in the movie, because most of the characters were very one-dimensional. If you think about it, uh, Black Adam was very one-dimensional, brooding and upset about his past. Uh, Hawkman was also very one-dimensional. He was basically the good guy, justice. He was morality, and that's what he stood for. Uh, so when you bring in these two, quote-unquote, uh, non-metahumans in the kid and his mom, Number one opens up a little piece of humanity. That's what the kid gave us. A little bit of humanity, a little bit of hope. And then his mom, which was sort of a love interest. Um, however, if you look at IMDb, they're going to an interesting place with her character. So I'm really interested to see if whom they say she is in IMDb, she could check it out. She actually becomes in future incarnations of Black Adam. Uh, the story, really good fast-paced there's one scene where i was like huh but that's okay that's okay it didn't really pull me out of the movie too much overall if you're listening to my rambling and my level of excitement you can tell you already know you can see the future that's one very enthusiastic nerd flag for black adam now, there's one additional area that sometimes I cover, sometimes I don't. But let me tell you, ladies, gentlemen, in nice and nerdled order, the nerds were hyped for the after credits, post credits. The post credits, in that, let's say, 30 seconds to a minute that they gave us, really set up the future of the DCEU because it showed us what it could be, it showed us who could be in the future. And it really gave us an idea of what the next movie could be, what the next chapter could be, and it really left us wanting more. Now, DC's been doing a really good job. I feel like DC got off to a bad start because they were just throwing out stuff, and they knew that people were going to watch it no matter what. Recently, we've had James Gunn giving us The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. Obviously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has now given us Black Adam. 
And also, Aquaman was a great movie. Now, uh, Wonder Woman 84, do that in the middle. You know, you, you need a little cheese and a good sandwich. And that's what Wonder Woman 84 gave us. But overall, oh, and Shazam! Shazam was amazing! Okay, so you got a great sandwich with a little bit of cheese in the middle. DCEU is definitely on the right track. And I'm looking forward to what's happening in the future. And I really feel like this after credits, post credit, really gave me a reason to be excited about a better franchise that initially, initially, I felt was garbage. But I feel like DCEU is really picking it up. And Marvel, Black Adam was better than almost anything in Phase 4. There I said it. There I said it. Come fight me, bro. Come fight me, Kevin Feige. I don't care. I said it, and you know it's true. Marvel fans, you know it's true. Black Adam was better than about 90% of anything that occurred in Phase 4. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, if you're keeping track, uh, I'm going to give a nerd flag to the after credits. Uh, so, if you're keeping track, that is four enthusiastic nerd flags. Could be three. Uh, bonus points for the post-credits, after-credits. That's four very enthusiastic nerd flags for Black Adam. You know, uh, I feel like the the advertisements, they went a little bit over the top. It's not a game-changer. I feel like it's a good, natural step in the progression of the DCEU. You know, The Rock went out there and he did what he had to do. He hyped his movie. Uh, he, he, he did basically what Kevin Feige does in every movie where Kevin Feige says... Oh, you know what? This Eternals is going to be a game changer. Yeah, because it's the first Marvel movie I hated. Uh, you know, and he's like, oh, wow, this this TV show is going to be revolutionary and tie everything together. Yeah, it made, it lets you realize that all of Phase 4 was boring. So my point there is The Rock busted out, making a lot of claims, telling you this movie was going to be like the best movie you've ever seen, and it's going to be a game changer, and it was a superhero movie. It was a great superhero movie, but it was a superhero movie at the end of the day. And it's keeping the DCEU alive, which it desperately needs right now. Because, uh, you know, the DCEU is on life support, and uh, it feels like The Rock and Black Adam just gave it just a few more minutes of life that it so desperately needs. Uh, while Matt Reeves and Joaquin Phoenix and James Gunn really helped to get the DCEU together. So, go watch the movie. Spend your hard-earned nerd money to watch Black Adam. Until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, feel free to say it along with me. You come in at We Are NWL. Are you ready? Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO, and we are Nerds Redefined. If Joe was here, he would say booyah, but he's not here, and I'm not trying to steal Joe's line, so I'm not going to say booyah. This has been a Nerd World Order Broadcast Network production. Ending transmission now. Oh.